Hello, everyone. This is Greg, your host of Goddamn GameCube. Welcome to Season 3. If you enjoy listening to our show, consider subscribing to us on YouTube for exclusive video content. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Goddamn GameCube. Greg and Beppy are your hosts today, and uh, we're going to be talking about Halo Infinite. It's finally here, uh, so we've got some grievances, we've got some compliments, and uh, Beppy, you are very passionate about Halo. Um, uh, yeah, to my detriment. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you take it? Because um, I think uh, you would be the best person for the job. So here we go. That's a tall order. Okay. Um, yeah, so you said it's finally here. I want to reiterate that this game uh, came out six years after Halo 5, Yep, which is the longest break uh, that there has been since. There was a lot of speculation and uh, rumors about the development. Um uh, really insane uh, because I think there is a pretty uh, palpable uh, negative energy emanating from 343 in this yeah, space. Yeah, um, that, So basically, so a couple years ago, they showed a trailer. It was like a cinematic. Then they a year later, they showed another cinematic. And it's like, you know, you're kind of getting the sense that they're they're like interested in returning to roots a little bit, but it's like they're not showing any gameplay. So it's like what's going on. Yep. Um, and so then, uh, famously, 2020, uh, we get the <laughs> we get the monkey demo. Yep. And um, holy shit, it looks so bad. Yeah, we get Craig. We uh, get the memes. All this, like, just it looks terrible. Um, and it doesn't look that interesting. <laughs> you know what though? I actually may. I think I have to recall. I think it was the season opener of season two for us. Yeah. I said something about where I think after that Halo trailer came out, I was trying to like encourage you and your friends. It doesn't look that bad. Like yeah, yeah, it, it'll yeah. be okay. Like, don't worry. I don't think it looks bad. Like I was trying to, you know, not like crush people's dreams, Sure, but you know, it, it needed some work. It was in development hell for a long time. Yes. And I just think for, for maybe you or others in our friend group that are so passionate about the franchise, you're probably like, give me a fucking break. Oh, it's really like like after Halo 5 was such a disaster. Exactly. Your heart's going to kind of jump out of your chest. Mm -hmm. So from what I understand, this game went through a couple iterations before it was released, which is the only thing, thing that explains the six-year development cycle. Mm -hmm. So apparently, initially, they were uh, planning on a more straightforward follow-up to Halo 5. And uh, just, I guess, after reading everybody's Reddit comments, they thought otherwise. <laughs> okay, good. So um, so then they, they shifted to this sort of open world uh, structure. And I believe this was going to be a lot more ambitious. In uh, the very first trailer, they show off a lot of wildlife. So I think that may have been a factor at one point. Mm -hmm. um, there's like rhinos and all this different stuff. Um, just Just strange alien creatures. And in the actual game you get uh, gophers and birds. Yeah. So <clears throat> it doesn't really feel as alive as uh, as they showed off pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I think at that point, they were going to have like a lot more locations and stuff. And, you know, the game was going to be much bigger than it is. Mm -hmm. um, and then they, you know, kind of re hit reset again. And uh, it's the game that we know right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure at some point in this episode, we're going to be talking about what we would have done with this Halo. At the very end. At let's the very do that. end, we're going to do that. I think um, on what you just said, 
there's a lot of grass fields and metal obelisks in this, and that's, it's kind um, of it. So uh, if you are a Halo fan who has not played this particular Halo yet, um, imagine the second level of uh, the very first Halo um, where you land on the ring and you have to drive around and rescue the Marines. Just imagine that, but it's a whole game. Yeah, it's the whole game. <laughs> so, yep. um, and I, I have a lot of nice things to say about it. Um, but I have an equal number of grievances, so I'd like to get right into it. Yep. Um, so number one, um, they did sort of, I guess, pull it around where it doesn't look, I still have complaints about the way it looks. Okay. Um, something about it is like, like it's, it don't get me wrong. It is much, much better than that monkey trailer. Um, but I just feel like, you know, we talk so much about like my standard is now like Metro three, yeah. you know, like, like how super realistic that looked mm-hmm. and like excellent. And like, I don't know where were, were you ever of the opinion that they were trying to be stylistic in the first couple games? Cause I wasn't. And no, like I, I am in agreement with you. So like, I just imagine that, you know, 2004 Halo 2, like that's the best they can make people look at that time, Yeah, you know? And now it's just like, you, so the aesthetic is much more closer to the original Halo, but something about it is like, I like that it's more colorful than the last couple games, but it's something about the contrast is off. Do you think it's kind of like a Gears 3 problem where you thought you wanted colors and shapes, but it's now it looks weird? Yeah, maybe. I didn't mind it so much in yeah. that game, but I mean, like, I see where you're coming from. I um, like maybe it's I thought it's what I wanted, but it just it doesn't hit right. Yeah, but I mean, well, personally, to me, I don't think this game looks bad. OK, I but here's I think. I know whoever, you know, if you're if you're into games, if you're a gamer, like some people are really, really hyper focused on visuals. I'm yeah, not sure. So I think it looks fine. Uh, yeah, I just think that like, you know, it, Halo used to look a lot more crisp, I guess. Sure. Is what I'm saying. You think it looks a little cartoony and, and I, it just feels like maybe they're not taking it seriously in terms of like, cause there's some, I'm talking about also like particle effects and stuff. Sure. And some of them are really nice. The, uh, like the Sentinels shields I thought looked really good. And, um, there's a nice kind of effect on, you know, the portable, like, uh, enemy shields that yeah. they drop. There's actually like a fire kind of like a digital fire rising up. I thought that was interesting. Do you think um, that it could be an issue with performance? Yeah, I think so because they were definitely, you know, this is also, we should mention this just came out at the end of 2021, but it also came out for um, the X-Bone. Yeah, it came so out for it, last gen for and last gen, gen and current yeah, gen. Sure. I played it on PC. You yep. played it on a new Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I Basically, I just wanted to get all that presentation stuff out of the way just so we can get into how many things are wrong with this game. (laughs) Okay. um, Like, listen, like for everyone out there, there are a lot of Halo fans out there. We did a whole retrospective on Halo. Go listen to it. Yeah. We're gonna. And also in this game, we're gonna get after it. We do have problems and let's go. So the biggest uh, sort of tent pole I wanted to raise here at the beginning is that this was billed as kind of a new master chief collection. And in terms of, because they want to not splinter the player base. They want kind of everyone to be playing, you know, the same things so the mm-hmm. max number of people makes sense. But I get a little wary because there is some bleeding in with like the live service model. Sure. And like, so I, I'm in two minds about that because I don't know how robust this engine is in terms of building like all these DLCs and map packs and whatever else they're going to do off of it. 
but it's just like it rubs me a little bit of the wrong way that we've been waiting this long and this game is so devoid of content yeah i think that's actually that's tentpole number one for me this game to me is not done so i want to just reiterate that most of these so pretty much since halo has been online it's had like a certain number of staple features right Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily i don't think that they all have to be in every halo game but a little bit of extra you know sauce kind of helps like the longevity it's it's, uh, keeps people playing so what is missing from this game Number one, co-op. I can't believe that. And um, I mean, I played every Halo that was co-opable. I played it that way. Right. And that's unbelievable. That's a big sin. It's a big, like, kind of, because Halo is so known for couch co-op, and it was such a big deal last time where it was um, online only. Online only. Um, and so you'd think, because I know that they, I know that this that all this stuff is apparently in the works, so they say, I just think it, some of them co-op especially should have been worked out can i put up greg grievance number one yeah uh do not tell me something is coming later i'm playing it now yeah exactly that's Um, how i feel i do not like that and because it's not like it's a skin or something aesthetic it is a huge part of halo that is coming later dude i I finished it man i'm already done with it no i I, i've like put it behind me yeah exactly you know know, i'm I'm kind of like giving off a negative air here but I, i i did like the game i'm just just breaking down my problems with it yeah um so no co-op there is also no uh, replacement for firefight, which has not been all in all of them. But uh, Warzone was in it last time, and they mm-hmm. added like the firefight component to that. And it's just like incredible to me because they did it in half the time. Yeah. So Halo Five had a three-year development cycle, and they stuffed a lot into it, um, including that kind of like wave sort of. Yeah. You know, like like oh, you're done with campaign now. You're something else to do. That's mm-hmm. kind of, that's not multiplayer i don't know so um the theater is in it but apparently it's very buggy Mm -hmm. so i haven't messed around with it i Mm -hmm. had enough trouble um and forge is not in it yeah so rough start um it's like i personally i don't make my own maps it is not my thing yeah also like it's really funny because i believe map creation was in halo 3 for the first time yes we also don't like halo 3 which is really but funny, that, but that is something that I like about but it's a, it. It's a, yeah, it's a huge part of that was that was a part of that game that's followed it since. I don't I don't make them myself, but the thing is that the it used to be so much more intuitive with the file share and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who makes like amazing things with it. Yeah, it's really cool. And um, I it's just like like not that Halo Five didn't launch with it either. It launched like a couple months later. I get that that's probably the biggest pain in the ass to implement because you're you're actually like player creating content. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I don't like you know if this is a whole new engine whatever maybe takes them some time to work it out that I wasn't expecting, mm-hmm. but. All these little things, what they they just add up. If you have, well, you don't have that. You don't have that. You don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't I, even talked multiplayer scarcity. No, so I, we yeah. should get into that. Yeah. Um, basically, so what's going on with this is there is actually I did want to say one good thing about this mm-hmm. is that there is a mode to trial the weapons and there is a bot mode okay. where you can train and the AI is actually very good. Okay. Um, so I did like that about it. Um, but so basically I played the beta for this. Um, I liked the beta more than I like the actual game, game now yeah. that it's come out. Have you played the multiplayer at all? I have. Yep. Let's hear your impressions. Um, 
It's dude. It's it's one of these things where this is an audio podcast, but I kind of shrug yeah. at the multiplayer. Where it to me, it it just feels like sort of breakfast table Halo to me, or like kind of kitchen counter Halo. Where you know, okay, um, I, I the the they the playlist two are limited. Where you can't so choose specifically we should what you want to play. There were a lot of uh, controversial moments during the launch where they launched it early, the yeah. multiplayer. We yeah. should mention that the multiplayer is free and separate from the campaign, which is a full $60. Mm-hmm. So uh, the multiplayer component launched a week before the campaign, I believe. And there was only, uh, I think, two playlists. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was like a objective and one was a big team battle, I think. Yeah. And so when the game actually, lo- I was like, okay, so this is just for the pre-launch or whatever. Yeah. This is just extending the beta. So I was like, when uh, the actual game comes out, all the playlists are going to launch. No playlist launch. Yeah, that's, I think that's another sin against this game, right? Wasn't a huge part of Halo multiplayer was whether you're doing Slayer or Objective or the crazy ones, but continue. Yeah, no, I was going to say that they did wind up adding Team Slayer, SWAT, um, I think like a full big team battle, like certain things, but a lot of them are broken. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, people getting shot through walls in SWAT. Um, And this game in general is quite buggy. Yeah, this I just I, I hate even saying this because the development cycle was so long, but this game is not finished. Yeah. And I do think it's cool that multiplayer was released for free early. Yeah. But if the multiplayer came out for free early, it's not a beta. It's no it, it it's like if you when did the when did the multiplayer come out before the release of the campaign? A month or two? How long did people have to play it? Well, the the beta was like during the summer, okay, right? and so that was only like a week at a time or whatever, okay. Um, but the actual multiplayer launched a week before the campaign. Yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is just like I don't know how you can have a beta in the summer. Then two, what two months later, the multiplayer is now free. Yeah. You're still playing a beta. It's still broken. Yeah. And when the game came out, quote unquote, with the single player, there's just a lot of. It just puts a bad taste in my mouth, I think, because of how bad Halo 5 was or how poorly received it was. Yeah, yeah. And for this game to come out unfinished and buggy, uh, like, again, it's unbelievable. Not even, yeah, but it's been, you know, I didn't really have a problem with the uh, Halo 1 Anniversary Edition. A lot of people did. But in terms of the the whiffs, like, um, I don't know if you know this, Halo 4's multiplayer was not working at launch. Dude, it's just, there's too much of this so stuff, that, dude. Uh, Master Chief Collection took six years to fix. That's horrible. Um, Halo 5 is Halo 5. Yep. So now we're here, and it's just clear that it's like, it's a it's definitely some kind of managerial issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where there's, apparently, we've talked about this before, there's a high turnover, a lot of um, just temporary A lot of workers. temp employees, contractors. It's, um, I'm sure it's something to do with the way Microsoft does business, but mm-hmm. the results are pretty self-evident here yeah um so pretty much i just wanted to share my experience with the multiplayer really quickly yeah, before please. we get into the campaign yeah um so pretty much i would like to mention that the multiplayer is very controversial because you don't have access to colors yeah from the start so you are, the multiplayer is free but it's not really free because you are now getting into this kind of uh, randomized um, grind sesh where you have to, like, the, the experience was not finely tuned that they were giving you, mm-hmm. and that's, like, your current. So people are, like, burning themselves out, like, trying to unlock, like, the color purple and shit. Like, and it's it's insane to me. And, like, the 
Did, are you familiar with how the armor works in this game? Um, I'm I'm guessing it's buyable through DLC yeah. packs. Yes, yes, but there is also like, did you did you mess around with um, your character? No, like, I in, didn't do customization in, in at all. Reach at all? Uh, only a little. So basically, in Reach, like that's kind of like the pinnacle of that, where mm-hmm. you have you can change their shoulder pads, their chest, their kneecaps, mm-hmm. all that shit. Um, you can't do that in this one. You, what basically it happens is you buy like a suit of armor, and you can slightly customize each piece but it's like you you can't mix and match okay so that's it's it's just kind of like here's the thing yeah i'm not in favor of monetizing nickel and diming down to the the wire here sure but if i was in charge of this and i had to do it it'd been like okay so we're gonna price these out at like 99 cents like a piece or something Mm -hmm. you know like or, or you know if if certain ones are are more popular than mm-hmm. others, then you yeah. charge more for those, et cetera, yeah. or whatever. Um, just like kind of not like like because I think you could soak like a good amount of money out of people doing it that <laughs> yeah. way, mm-hmm. and it makes sense because you know what you're getting. You can you know you don't have to like you know grind or buy your way into sure. what, making your Spartan. So that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Um, shaders like the destiny thing is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it honestly, you know, when I took a look at, I think the menus in this game are very confusing. Okay. Um, and I took a look at it and it just got like all these different things and it's not intuitive and I don't get it. I'm like, this feels like, like someone approaching you with a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, like, like mm-hmm. you just know at a certain point they're going to ask you to get out your wallet. Yep. So I didn't mess around with it. I'm fine with playing as generic, whatever. Yeah. The fatal flaw of this game, we're going to get into all the mechanics um, in the campaign, but the fatal flaw of this game for me online is that there is no collision uh, whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. Um, player collision, I should say. Yep. So basically, in previous Halo games, you used to be able to, um, you would bump into other people, mm-hmm. like, like, and you would not be able to phase through them. Yep. You had to work around each other. I don't mind if that's turned off for friendlies mm-hmm. so much because I don't, I, you know, it's sometimes it's like get the fuck out of my way. Mm-hmm. But it poses a huge problem when a lot of Halo is um, kind of closing to melee distance. Yep. And, you know, you're spraying and praying and you're getting closer and closer. And at a certain point, you got to make the judgment call of when to Just punch them. Yeah. Um, and that it really messes with your timing. And I'm sure there's a bunch of people who figured it out. makes perfect sense to them. But for me, I can't get my head around it. Yeah, because it's, you can just phase right through people. That And yeah. so, like, pretty much the the uh, icing on the cake of this problem is that, say someone's chasing you, right? You can just, if you know they're chasing you, you can just walk backwards. You'll walk through them, and then you can assassinate them. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. So, I think I think it's pretty clear. I just, like, it's something that was fine, and it did not need to be messed with at all. That's, and they messed with it. And now it messes with the balance of the game. Yeah, exactly. That's, so, that's fascinating. I honestly, so I would put this one, the multiplayer, pretty low. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of how much I want to go back to at this point. There's not a lot of variety. It's buggy. There's a lot of cheating. Yep. Um, and they are apparently uh, unable to... People have requested, like, uh, can we just turn off cross-platform? Yeah. So, like, if you're on Xbox, you can just play in your Xbox network. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about cheaters. They can't do that either, mm-hmm. somehow. Okay. So, uh, the multiplayer component of this game, I would give a negative review to. Yeah, um, I am too. not including it in my 
campaign score at the end. Yep. If I was to give this multiplayer a score, I would maybe give it a three. <laughs> I I think now, before we get into single player, in yes. my humble opinion, when it comes to grading, anything that's a four below is all an F. Sure. Like it's all bad. Yes. I cannot delineate a two from a three. They're all bad. Okay. To me, this multiplayer to me is a D. Uh, yeah. By D, I mean it kind of plays. It's fine, but they're because of these balancing issues and the bugs, and it's very limited. I, monetization. I am not going to play it. I have yeah. played worse, but here's the big problem. Want to hear my big problem? Yeah. Halo is multiplayer mecha. Yeah. Like, okay, dude, besides, remember, I said this like two years ago. I said, what does Microsoft have that no one has? Like money. No. Well, no money. <laughs> well, everybody's going crazy on Fortnite and Apex. Yeah. But do you, know what, do you know what Microsoft has? They have fucking Halo. Right. You can have a killer multiplayer game that isn't Call of Duty and you blew it. I think I think it's really like um, they're probably hemorrhaging players pretty frequently. Like the like yeah. if they don't, the longer they don't put out content. And I don't want to sound one of, like one of those like concern trolls. Like I don't know what's going to happen to this company, but I'm really like I have no idea how yeah. they're going to make this work. Um, I mean, three four three's done a couple of stinkers in a row, dude. Yeah. So um, so pretty much, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Sure. Um, I have no idea what they're going to add to it in the future. I just like I couldn't believe that they said we don't have Team Slayer at launch. That's crazy. Isn't that like the first thing you would do? Yeah. Slayer I was just, I was just telling your brother Nick, I was like, what's the one thing when people get into a, a first person shooter? You know that you can, you know, uh, they're blue, I'm red, I know I have to shoot at them. Yeah. Very like capture their flag, all that shit. That requires strategy. Sometimes your brain isn't even turned on for that. You know, mm -hmm. like I just want to shoot some people. And you can't. And you can't. So their response was that, well, we found out then when, that when we divided the playlists into Team Slayer, and team objective uh everyone would play team slayer and no one would play objective i'm like so you should just you should listen to what they want and yes. and give it to them if you want people to play this game if you don't then they'll play something else i mean like i mean i think you tweeted this i mean the problem is with the objective game types it's yep. not the problem with the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, if players don't want to play the objective, make it more worthwhile. Yeah. And it, it also, yeah, it requires collaboration, a lot yeah. of those objective game types. And not only that, but they also have, they lock uh, cosmetics behind challenges yeah. that makes players uh, perform differently. Like, like, they have nothing to do with the game type. And mm -hmm. people are like, why aren't you playing the objective? It's like, oh, I'm doing the challenge for this stupid armor piece or whatever. I hate you know? that. Stupid. I don't know how they didn't think about this. I don't know how they didn't test it. Let's move on to campaign. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so um, I I really did not know what to expect from this. Um, <sighs> it's, uh, I you know, considering the way things were left at the end of uh, Halo 5, mm -hmm. I was like, the next one's going to be make or break for me, right? Sure. Um. So let's let's uh, let's break it all down. Let's break it all down. So it starts out. I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, the opening uh, pre-rendered cinematic, very much like it. They do the whole Halo One thing. Yeah, with mm -hmm. the ship going yep. down and towards Halo. I thought that was cool. Um, 
they, so the primary uh, antagonist uh, of this game was introduced in the the real time strategy game. Oh boy! Did you? Um, I did didn't you, know that. Did, did you? You didn't play? It no, I didn't play. I'm not an RTS guy. I, yeah, I, I'm not really either. I just sometimes if it's like Lord of the Rings, I got into Battle for Middle Earth. Sure. Anything. If it's like I can, oh, I want to see what it's like to command like an army from this universe, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, pretty cool character in that game. Uh, Atriox, he's a brute, and he he his faction is called the Banished. Yep. And uh, so they are kind of taking the place of the Covenant in this game. Um, they were it used very successfully in that strategy game. Uh, very good kind of, okay, this is a threat. This is a threatening antagonist. Um, the game's story, Halo Wars 2 is the one. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the story just does, it's kind of uneven, yeah. whatever. So it's, it's like an okay game. But he is now the focus of, of uh, they're the main antagonists of this, yep. uh, this one. So uh, this game opens uh, with Master Chief getting his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very interesting. He's on the Infinity from the last couple of games and they're getting torched. And uh, I, I thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, to, to basically this guy just tosses you out the airlock of the ship yep. and uh, just kicks your ass, right? So, okay, I was like, okay, so this game is going to all be all about, like, getting back at this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh boy. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what's cool is that there's, like, a bit of a time jump mm-hmm. and you're rescued by uh, this pilot. Um, he's like a pelican, you know, flying through space. He sees you. I thought it was a really, like, it good opening mm-hmm. right um i think i texted you i said yo dude first mission rips yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's very kind of um hopeless mm-hmm. they are um outside the halo ring like there's all this debris everywhere um a bunch of enemy ships like all it appears that all your friends are gone or dead um and so this guy is the only um he's the only human i yeah. guess in range right mm-hmm so he finds you and he his whole thing is like let's get out of here mm-hmm. and master chief obviously no let's like, take it to like him. let's let's do it yeah you know what i mean and i like I, I thought he was very i thought the characters the uh protagonist characters were very good in mm-hmm. this game yeah um, master chief especially um they i thought it was a lot of this was kind of a more successful version of halo 4 yeah i i think um if we're gonna get into that a little bit yeah i think i was texting you this where i think they're trying to do a more personal or more human master chief story here yeah and it's not bad like no. i i think there are several moments that i think were successful yeah whether it's master chief or the pilot i believe his name is echo Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are def. Uh, you're right. They're trying to do the Halo Four thing, and it's actually in in places a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because mm-hmm. um, for some, like Master Chief is a good kind of. Um, he's stoic, but he's not an asshole. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about like how I I've always like as a kid like I looked up to him and everything because he's so like reliable. Mm-hmm. But I I also uh, gravitated towards in Halo Four when they open him up a little bit, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so. He does struggle with some stuff. That's interesting to me yeah. because I, I, uh, it's the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be strong, you got to be tough. But like, there's, there's, there's stuff that you can't talk about sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was interesting uh, to explore his character a little bit in just a kind of a more natural way this time. Yeah. Because there's like a part in Halo Four where he's like Cortana, and I'm oh, like, no, no, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Um, I think there was, uh, if you don't mind, I, there was one line that I actually really liked. Yep. 
Um, it's, I think it's about midway through the game yeah. where he's, I think someone asked, I think it's Echo asked him, or it could be, it could be the AI. Yeah. Someone asked him, why do you fight? Why do you do this? He said, it's just what I do or it's what I know or it's, something it's like all that. I know. I think yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. like, why do you, how do you keep doing this? Cause you know, this is his sixth yeah. time around here, but, uh, no, really cool. And I liked the, um, relationship between him and the pilot a lot. Yeah. And I, I think what they tried to hammer home, it, I think it worked was yeah i think i asked you this like master chief you know he is a sort of a bread soldier kind of bred to you know yeah. be a be a, a essentially a fighter a soldier a murderer and when he says you know this is what this is kind of what my life is this is what i do yeah it, i think that made more emotional sense for me where i feel like he acknowledges you know, it, it's very obvious they're trying to do the human connection and he kind of says it there yeah we're like i want to be different but i don't i'm not i can't yeah maybe um and it's uh yeah really good performance by steve downs he turns yep. it in again yep my man um this the guy who plays the pilot i think it's uh echo 216 is what yes. he's known as yep. for the most game this guy is phenomenal um they're both just it's funny because it's i what i was really interested by about their relationship in the beginning was that um the the dude is like freaking out like mm -hmm. so the, you, you've had a lot of freaking out dudes in halo right um but this guy he's basically like don't let them get me mm -hmm. and it's so funny because it's usually like more virtuous like we can't let him get away with this chief or whatever yeah. this guy's like you need to like deal with this because yep. and i i if like if i die it's on you yeah i and just it, saved your ass so it's, it's yeah. so funny i mean they have a really funny relationship but um so shortly thereafter you you the first board is that brute ship mm -hmm. i was like i wasn't sure what i was like so what's gonna happen here and i was well, something I, I thought was really cool was that um obviously the the opening you know the i would say the first like seven eighths of this game is very you know kind of like the like the gradient of polish it starts out very strong mm -hmm. and then you kind of wanes and wanes mm -hmm. so the opening i thought was very well considered where they open up the doors and it shows you like worship whatever yep. like and gives you like the level like stats and stuff i was like that's awesome it's a, just a nice little very gradual mm -hmm. like let's get into it yeah, they give you i the, almost the forgot it was great. i almost forgot it was an open world game until the first level ended yeah i said oh that's right yeah okay and i was i was just immediately struck by how good the pacing of the like gameplay was mm-hmm um, it's a very kind of, it's something I've been missing for a long time. It has that bungee pace. Um, the enemy's placement is not like, I, I noticed there were like empty rooms, mm -hmm. whereas, you know, in the last couple of games they would just film cause they don't, didn't understand that, mm -hmm. you know, the ebb and flow is important. Do you want to, um, maybe segue into, I think you said this quote and I'd like to talk about it a little. Sure. What you said about Halo Infinite and I don't disagree is that the second to second gameplay in this game is really good, yeah. but the minute to minute gameplay has a lot of problems. Yeah. And um, um, so yeah. basically in this first, this first, uh, board is, is linear. It's a self-contained thing. Mm -hmm. So those, those problems don't really show up yet. Mm -hmm. I did, um, experience a game breaking bug cause I played it the, the day it came out yep. where it was just like, Oh, look at that. The hallway isn't there. And I, yep. I crashed into it and it was it. Uh, great. Um, That's but, a great, uh, great first impression. Let's restart the game and figure it out. But I, I, I was immediately struck by how I thought, that the enemies looked good in this game, despite, mm -hmm. you know, the poor overall fidelity. I liked like the character designs and stuff. They were very recognizable, um, vibrant, 
Um, they all, I like that they all speak English. Yep. And, uh, you also got a lot of variation with enemies as well. Different armor types, weapon types, grunts that are, that have electric weapons, you know, like, um, and brutes that have different armor types. Yeah. You got a little variety here. A lot more like even in, cause I'm, I'm talking about like, like Halo three with the brutes. It's, it's impossible to tell the different ranks apart. Yeah. So in this one, it's very clear. Uh, something else I didn't no- uh, note about like one of the effects was that I like that, you know how the elite shields, they like flicker when you mm-hmm. shoot them. The brutes have an energy shield too, but it has this like TV haze going yep. on it. I was like, that looks really good. That makes sense for because they're more low tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, all the enemies, they look great. They sound great. Their banter is funny. Yeah, it is. Um, they, they have a lot of like inside jokes. I like and when stuff. you die, they mock you and they recorded like dozens of ways to make fun of you. The fact that it's like there's so many lines is very good. It's a yeah. real helping hand for this game yep. because if, if you heard the same thing every time, it would be like, oh. Okay. Yep. Um, but no, I, I was initially I was like, okay, I'm I'm starting to feel it. I'm mm-hmm. starting to feel the halo. Um, so you you get done with this, um, and I, I really liked um, the end of this level where you are you blasted into space. I so something really cool about this board is that you have to destroy the ship, right? And um, when you first get there, um, the pilots like chief can you you're on the bridge and he's like can you uh hack their mainframe or whatever and he it takes him a second he's like no and he just punches it and yeah he's like what are you doing and he's like we're blowing it up instead i'm like yeah. oh yeah like and, and so that kind of leads into um so you have to go uh down to the halo mm-hmm. and so you get this beautiful shot when you're blasted into space and it's like you just kind of it's because I, I think a big success of this game is recapturing how interesting that is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because it, it kind of just became less and less special as it went on. Yeah. Like, like it's mm-hmm. such an interesting thing to have that like like horizon and how does time work on this? I think like um, an interesting discussion about this game, maybe it's an internal discussion with myself, Yeah, is I think open world Halo works but but this game felt better when it was tighter yeah like mission one is tight and when you're up you get these vistas of you getting blasted into space it's really cool yeah um i think what we're gonna be talking about is i do feel like the vision for this game is sound yeah what you actually do is incredibly generic yeah and we're gonna be talking about that yeah for sure yeah um can't uh can't lose sight of that yep um but they yeah so you go down to um down to the halo and mm-hmm. it's interesting that this one is uh semi un- like unfinished like it was partially broken mm-hmm. and um I, kind of some interesting stuff because you're down kind of in the bowels of a halo ring for maybe the first time mm-hmm. um where it's all like under construction i guess they're really in love with the hexagons this time yep um and uh, so you're down there and you recruit a uh, a new Cortana, pretty much. And um, it's very obvious that she's, you know, kind of it's the same voice actor and everything. And um, she's called The Weapon. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool in the beginning of the game when Master Chief says, I need a weapon. Like, it's not just a callback. Like, it's referring to her. Yep. Like, oh, pretty cool. Pretty it's cool. cute. Um, so I, how did you feel about this character in general? Um. Okay, at first, I, I think maybe I warmed up to her yeah, yeah, and too, then I cooled too. on her again. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, game kind of yeah. does this sort of this ebb and flow. 
I think when I first encountered weapon, I said, okay, it's just a Cortana thing. Right. But then she helps you unlock the personal plot with the chief. Yeah. Yeah. So it helps massage her character a little. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's obvious. It's, it's, you know, a Cortana, I don't want to say throwback. It's a, it's a Cortana mechanic. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. It, it's, um, and so basically she is in your head the mm-hmm. whole time, you know, talking to you and, and guiding you and whatnot. So, um, and I thought it was pretty cool because you're still getting flashbacks of Cortana, um, she, who has seemingly died in between mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I thought it was really interesting because you're getting that and you're getting the Halsey, Dr. Halsey flashback. So yep. this voice actor is playing three different roles and in my opinion, differentiating them pretty well. Um, so I thought that was, that was of note. Um, so basically this is when you get up into the open world of halo, you're kind of, um, you're, this is something that I, I really need to get your thoughts on. Okay. I don't get why. So this is, I think, where you're introduced to the actual primary villain of this game. Okay. Uh, Esherim. Mm-hmm. And so I need to ask you, like, what were they thinking with this? I don't know. Um, I- I'm not really sure. It seems like a very, like, boilerplate villain for villain's sake. That yeah. That they don't but, do much like, with. So let me, let me clarify a little bit. So Atrax is the guy who throws you out the airlock. Yeah. And I'm thinking, so you're going to get payback on this guy, but then you find out, air quotes, that he died. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you have you have a couple options here. You can lean into that and you can make it so that it's like, okay, so Master Chief got his ass kicked and through a weird series of circumstances, he can't even get payback on the guy who sure. did it to him. And then that makes for an interesting internal conflict. Yep. Um, what they did was the opposite where number one, it's not real. And number two, it doesn't affect anything. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this guy, so yeah. this guy is a real kind of, he's not, uh, like not that Atriox is anything to write home about, but he's a lot more interesting than this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very clear to me that this guy was going to be kind of a setup, just sort of like if, if they're going to add on campaign DLCs and stuff, this is like just like the first whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So this guy, he's a brute uh, who is antagonizing you um, the whole game, and he's very, very tiresome. He is really clearly not shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so I was thinking, I was thinking that I'm like, okay, so that's pretty cool. You have this really uh, badass brute that knocks the crap out of Master Chief and he gets replaced by this guy who like can't hold a candle to him and like he like the game's aware that this sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um and it's not it's not it's uh it's all like played very straight and Yeah, he, they don't do anything with it. He was actually Atriox's mentor or his father figure or something. So I'm like, okay, so this character is supposed to be taken seriously. Um just didn't work for me at me all. Me either. Um it's like they did. I don't want to go too far into the story because we're going to get there. Yeah. They, they give you signs that either he is ill yeah. or that he's sick and they don't do anything with it. Exactly. They do nothing. Yeah. I don't get it's it. It's really unfortunate. Um, but uh, so they, I just wanted to clarify that. I think that's when he's introduced. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. a little earlier. Um, got out in the open world here. Game immediately crashed. Right. Oh, perfect. So um, I read this as a common thing. I had to update my drivers. Once I got back in, it was fine. But not a great first impression. Bad. <laughs> um, just everyone out there, it played played just fine on console. So I had no, I actually had no issues. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um, 
So basically, uh, you, you I think you get like a sort of a, a first little mission here mm-hmm. where you um, you t- you take out a mini boss, I guess. Um, the bosses, I am so so glad that they brought back to Halo because we haven't really had a proper one since two. Yeah, I I actually think this is a positive of the game because I said this like a year ago on our Halo uh, retrospective. Yeah. I said what Halo needs is like more variety, more things, more gamey more, stuff. Yeah, or know? more like um, more objectives rather than go down hallway shoot thing. Yeah. And I think with the bosses, you get a little bit of like an RPG drip drip, but it's not offensive like Destiny. Right. Um, and like, um, if you don't mind, I'd love to talk about a little, if we're digging into the RPG thing here. Yeah, sure. It's a little bit of an open world game. You have some bosses, life meters are present and you get, you know, you have your gear and your gadgets that you can level up. Mm-hmm. So you get a little bit of that drip drip yeah, in this game. for sure. And I don't dislike it. No, I, I, if anything, I would have liked it to be expanded. Me too. And I think a lot of it was probably just like. Maybe this is as far as we can go right now without pissing some people off. Yeah, or with their how many times they had to restart the development process. You yeah. you can only do some boilerplate yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Um, so yeah, you get out into the world here. Um, I would like to say that the sound design is excellent mm-hmm. um, on all the weapons. Um, the music in particular, I'd really like to talk about in the auditory world here. Um, I ordered this on vinyl. This okay, soundtrack. That's cool. I am, I am have the most positive things to say about the music than anything else in this game. I think it is spectacular. I think everything they did um, made perfect sense. Uh, they really got back in touch with uh, what makes Halo music good. Mm-hmm. A lot of oohs and ahs. You know, I love those oohs and ahs. I think they actually had some very tasteful and very funny like uses of the original themes. Yes. Like, like yeah. when the chant plays or when the iconic sort of uh, rock song plays. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the name of it is. But you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. It happens um, a couple of times. And if if you'll indulge me, um, yeah. I would like to do one of our, our audio comparisons again. Mm-hmm. Maybe in, in here we can drop in um, a track from an action scene in Halo 5. Mm-hmm. And now we will drop in a track from Halo Infinite. I hope you'll hear the difference because I sure did. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found, I think the deal, the, the, the key to success here with uh, Halo music is that even when it pops off, there's still a, like some control. Um, I think it like it, it complements the Master Chief's character very well, where he's like he gets into some trouble. You know, he's uh, he's he's an actiony guy. You know, especially now with the grappling hook and everything, combat has a pretty steady pace. But he's uh, he's rarely sort of uh, flustered. He's very unflappable, and so there should be that consistent beat in there. Yeah, you know, he should have some structure and shape to the music. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I, I really like that. I loved all the atmospheric stuff. I love that you can find uh, an arcade machine. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, pretty. I cute. love this. You can hear like 16-bit versions of the Halo themes, and and they like and some of the new music too. And it's all sounds amazing. Like they had, they probably had a lot of time to work on it, mm-hmm. and they just made it sound really good. So those are great too. Just wanted to wax poetic about the music for a little bit because I mm-hmm. thought it was worthy of praise. Um, so you're getting out into the world here, and I did really like the way the progression was handled. Okay. Um, so it's pretty much exactly what I would have done where you are slowly but surely um, unlocking new uh, elements of the sandbox to use. Mm-hmm. So essentially you're going through the world and you're accumulating, I, don't, I can't remember what the stat is called, but the more you have of it, like the more things you can get. Oh, sure. It's not honor, but it, it could be. What is it called? Valor. Valor, maybe? honor, prestige. It's some so sort of point. Whatever. Yeah, some some point very system. neutral thing. Um, so maybe we should first talk about like the stuff you do in this game. Sure. Um, get, it, get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I think these are these are probably where my problems with the game pop up. Yeah. Is there's too much generic open worldy stuff going on here. Yeah. Uh, recapture base, help group of people, yep. beat boss, get thing. Or it's just there's a lot of fine che- collectible. Fine collectible. There's a lot of checklisty things in this game. Yeah. That I, I, so it drags it down. There was a couple, I think they're uh like purple of uh bases that are good. Like they're all kind of oh, they're not good, but they're you know, they're they're different like banished targets that you're going after and they all seem to fulfill like a purpose like oh this is where they make the choppers or whatever kind of cool um the rest is like fobs and they're they're all pretty much the same they're all generic and it's just like i not not that i this is what i'm saying like the second to second very good because the combat is like once you get to where you're going it's so fun Mm -hmm. because you're really you're just in it and it doesn't really matter what you're doing, but the minute to minute, and that is where I have a problem where all these bases feel very similar. Because they are. There is not enough, <laughs> there's not enough uh, environmental storytelling or little like scenes or, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it needed more scenes. Like, I mean, I, I, scenes in both, both instances, I think, like whether it's cinematic or Vista. Like are you see, you know, um, and, and this game is also kind of devoid of, it's very small scale, which I did like about it. Yeah, th- that's not a bad thing. But um, I think sometimes to its detriment where you don't have, like you like there's a lot more, you know, there's Marines in this game, which I don't think there even were any in the last one, um, which I, so I like that they were brought back because you have, you know, it's it's just classic Halo. You know, you give, mm-hmm. you give them your weapons and going on a little adventure, right? They don't have like, I think it would have been a good opportunity to get like ODSTs, mm-hmm. you know, I, like friendly Spartans, you know. I, for- I just think my problems with this game are the okay, the Marines. That was one of my favorite things was gathering up some boys and let's go. Yeah, but it, it's always the same generic stuff. Like let's go take a base. Let's go help a group of Marines. Yeah. And also, weren't you telling me like a couple of weeks ago that wasn't even originally in the game? Correct. Where you you had Marines with you? So a big a oh. big thing about this game was that um, Joseph Staten came back. He's one of the original dudes from the uh, Bungie era. And um, I think he probably played a huge part in getting this game back on the rails. Um, you know, saying like, okay, you have... Because he was hired pretty much after that monkey demo came out. And um, so I think 
then maybe it's like, well, we have a year. Let's see what we can do with it. You yeah. Know? Um, it, and the Marine for thing sure. was one of them. Yeah. And it's just that that really puts the thought in my brain. I think I said this to you where I said, can you imagine if this was a co-op game? It would have been a blast. Yeah. Like yeah. whether you're riding around with Marines or like you can't even direct the Marines either. Yeah. Like I just, there's just, there's a lot missing here. There's a lot missing. Um, it's just like you think it's going to keep growing and at a certain point it just Doesn't. stops. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, I, I didn't mind like the mini bosses, but some of them were like pathetic. Well, also I just, what I don't like about the mini bosses is it's very checklisty. Yeah. We're like, yeah. go beat this guy. We heard there's a VIP target here. It's like, okay, it's a video <laughs> game. Like, okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're it. very much reminded. Yeah. Um, and so also like, so when you get these points, you can only call in like a selection of weapons and a selection of vehicles. You can, you can't get like the whole, like you can never call in covenant vehicles. Or sure. Whatever, it's like or the more valor you have, the more stuff you can, you can resupply at, at your base. Like if you want to yeah. start with the sniper, you can, if you have enough, you know, valor points, Yeah. if you want the, like a rocket hog, but the menu for that was really bad because yeah. you have to scroll horizontally. Mm -hmm. I was thinking because there's a lot of comparisons with this in Metal Gear Solid five. Oh boy. That when you, um, when you're doing like your research or whatever, unlocking a new thing, perfect menu. It's like grid, you know, you can scroll through whichever very easily. This you have to scroll horizontally. Yeah, and it's it's like how did they think this was okay? I don't know. Um, so pretty. I, I do like the concept though that you're unlocking more. I think you should have just been able to get anything. Yeah, like oh, we found we captured a ghost. We captured a banshee. Like why is that so? It's like hard dude, to believe. What it drove me crazy. Now that you bring that up, this is an open world game with banshee flight that is incredibly limited. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd be flying around the whole map. Well, um, I I liked that the vehicles were introduced very uh sparingly. Sure. Where you have um at first you only have like the mongoose, then warthog, etc. And then you don't get flying vehicles until later. I like but that. But they're barely utilized. Barely utilized. I like that they kind of held them off until then. Though, yeah, I don't that was mind. A smart idea. They also made them kind of scary. They made yeah, for sure. And you you um Pretty much like the first time you see a ghost, it's like, okay, I need to, I need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I played on heroic. I so did I. Yeah. So, um, I just like that, you know, kind of, you know, the idea of that, but I did not really like the vehicles in this game in general. Okay. Um, for one, uh, you get the grappling hook very early, right? Mm -hmm. And you pretty soon after you get the cooldown upgrade and there is pretty much no reason to use anything else. Yeah. It's like, it's so, it's like. When I was I was telling your brother Nick, I was like, they I wish they had this in like Skyrim or something because it was like it makes the traversal so fun. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of the terrain that would otherwise gone wasted if you were only going down certain pathways. Um, there's a lot of kind of saving throw moments where it's like, oh, can I get it? And yep. you can. It's like, yeah. And um, they just made it really fun and easy to use. The problem is that the terrain is so broken up. That's pretty much all you can use for a lot of it. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I just like, I never found myself saying, let's get a warthog or let's get a mongoose because you were constantly on. They could have, I think this could have been remedied by maybe flattening out some of the terrain. You have some vehicle engagements. It is like that. very annoying to get around in a vehicle in yeah. most of the, most of the areas. Yeah. Um, and they're all very brittle. Mm -hmm. Um, there aren't a lot of new, I don't think any new, oh, maybe just the, um, the transport warthog. Yeah. Uh, that's great. That's a lot of fun to just bring all your dudes in there. 
um, and in a game where you don't have co-op. Yeah, <laughs> but, great. Um, uh, no, there's no other. There's actually fewer vehicles. Um, the Goss Warthog isn't in there. Um, I could see taking that out for multiplayer because it's just like a point and click thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I just like I'm like there's so many uh, like cut ideas out of Halo. You couldn't dig up any of them. You couldn't I know. come up with anything new. Like even the Wasp was from like Halo 5's multiplayer, right? So I'm like why are you so like allergic to you know innovation and i don't know cool ideas i almost have like a ghost of tsushima problem with this game yeah a lot of generic stuff in the in the in the open world parts yeah and where halo is the franchise where you could do quirky stuff yeah and it just doesn't really happen there's there's so much like i i just give me a pelican and let me rip you know like at this point um i didn't like the chopper in this game where i I used to really like it you know the brute like oh yeah the motorcycle i hated it i never never got in it it. um because it used to instant kill a vehicle if you ran rammed into it now you have to like hold it down and you can easily get like destroyed while you're trying to do that it's Mm -hmm. just not it's not fun Mm -hmm. and i feel like if they had paid attention and maybe tuned it like listen to what people said that would have been like no no i like the the halo 3 chopper yeah like like that's what people like about that vehicle. There's no point in having it otherwise. I mean, I'll say something I did like. Yeah. I liked how they integrated the grappling hook with vehicles. Yeah. Where yeah, like, yeah. Um, like, like grappling with a vehicle and shoving someone out of it in the other games was so wonky. Yeah. You have to kind of jog up to it, don't get splattered, and hope you Find hit the button. Find the uh, sweet spot there. Yeah, but yeah. like, I like how you can grapple the vehicle, get into it, and boot somebody out. Yeah, even uh, that's the banshees we're saying. and stuff. We're like, the, dude, I, the coolest moment when was when I just jumped off a cliff and grappling hooked a banshee and got in it. Yeah. I was like, the second to second gameplay is really good. Reiterating that point there. Yeah, I did think it was odd when I first saw it, right? Like, like, because I, I, I don't think the human tech is like, like what I associate symbolically with Halo. Mm-hmm. Like, besides like the armor, like I, I think of like energy sword. I think of plasma weapons mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, so I was thinking like maybe it would be some kind of like covenant or a forerunner device or whatever. But it's just a human grappling hook. He has it for some reason. It's yeah, I don't know where he got it in but, between uh, games. But God bless him because yeah. it, it's a lot of fun. Um, did you want to talk about the weapons a little bit? Yeah, um, I actually thought in terms of weapons, I thought this game rips for the most part. Yeah, I, I especially um, I should note that uh, we are differentiating between the campaign performance and the multiplayer performance yes. because um, there's a lot of weapons that are great in the campaign and they are just completely unviable. They don't translate to multiplayer. Um, they um, just don't work together. Something I actually liked in this Halo game, something that always annoyed me in past Halos, but it makes balancing sense, is you're always picking up new weapons because you're running out of ammo. I like that a lot, yeah. So in this game, there are frequent restock stations. They're not unlimited, but you can get a couple of magazines from them. Yeah. Um, which I thought was cool where like, where you kind of run into this problem where you can start with almost whatever you well not whatever you want but you can start with a variety of weapons at a ford operating base yeah but what i said to myself is well if the weapons could run out of ammo in a couple of magazines why am i even doing it they have restock stations now yeah so like if there are places around where you can refill all your ammo and keep the weapons you like right and it's still balanced enough where it it keeps it interesting yeah like you i i found myself a lot more compelled this time around to switch it up. Like yeah. instead of like picking out old reliable every time, mm-hmm. um, which for me this time was probably the pistol. Really? I, I liked it a lot. I never fired it. 
<laughs> the sidekick. Wow, I don't think really? I ever fired it. It's really good. Okay. Um, it's very consistent, very, you know, only a couple shots for, you know, headshots and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's great. Um, the beat, I love the skewer. Skewer is the probably. Like, oh, yeah. Pretty I, cool. I just wish it like pinned people to walls like Bioshock. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah, they think, should have done that. Maybe, maybe next time. Yeah. Um, but that was maybe probably my favorite edition. Oh, dude. Like, I remember I skewered a hunter in the face when I had like, just, you know, like one, like a smidgen of HP left and it just felt amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whew. You can really like get yourself into some scraps in this game mm-hmm. where you, yep. um, you're, you're, and I, I like that about it a lot where it kind of every actor is a glass cannon mm-hmm. and it's, I, I, I like that in video games generally where I can take someone out really quick, but they can fuck me up super yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of moments in that game where you're like, Oh man, how am I going to get out of this scrape? Yeah. You know? When you have like multiple hunters on screen, I'm just like, Oh my God, like what am I going to do? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very tough in this game. Um, I I liked uh, the Mangler a lot. Oh yeah, sure. And, and I didn't expect to. It's it's very reliable for some reason. Um, the scrap cannon. You mess around with that one. <laughs> yeah, it's I like did. A it's a weapon that fucked me up when people <laughs> used it on me, and and like so many times. Yeah, it's one of the big brute weapons. Yes, for sure. They, I mean, like, because I missed a lot of weapons in this game. Oh really? Like I I wish that you know the brute shot had been in it. You know? oh, okay. I feel like in general like, they they really refreshed pretty hard here and i didn't think they needed to so okay. much like the carbine's not in it you know um there's at least i didn't i didn't feel like all of them were perfect aesthetic fits for halo okay um like the commando rifle oh kind of like the single shot so yeah 20 shot rifle yeah yeah, yeah 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 i mean it's i feel like they tried to do something with each class of weapon yeah with a human weapon with a covenant weapon um i actually found myself like using almost everything and and getting a pretty good understanding of what they're good against by yeah. the end. Yeah. Like I never fired some of the handguns, but I thought there was enough in here. And yeah. maybe it's more I, did, of a I didn't like the shotgun again. I didn't yeah. like it. Um the Hydra is pretty useless. Um I was just missing the classics honestly. Uh the BR is great at least. Mm-hmm. Uh AR is okay. Um I don't know. I I pretty much I'm missing like I feel like they were very stock in a lot of their uses, and I was missing sort of like the. You remember, do you remember the sticky detonator from Halo Four? Yeah, I like like stuff like that where it's not just like shoot at guy. You know, sure. where it's like I shoot a thing and then I can pop it. Like C4, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you know? isn't a ton of variety. Yeah, I, I mean maybe they'll add more, but I'll, I'll be done with I'm it. You know what I mean? It. Like so. I've moved on. Um, I like the the shock weapons. I thought those were those were a new addition. Yep. Um, I didn't like that the plasma pistol can't knock out vehicles anymore. I didn't even notice that. Um, that that's pretty much all the shock stuff. And I thought it was so interesting that it filled like a component of the sandbox wherein. They're not useless like the the pulse grenades. Mm-hmm. Like you, sh- so basically uh, you have these. Uh, I think a rifle, a pistol, and a grenade that can do shock damage now, and um, it works really well when you have because some of the enemies are very agile. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, if you are trying to take down like like you know the little guys running around the jackals, like they are very good at dodging things. If you pin them in place with the shock grenade you can do whatever you want um the uh elites are very agile too mm-hmm. and it's, so it's like oh i can shock him and then hit and him hold with him the, in place hit him with the skewer mm-hmm. because it's you know the skewer takes a long time to reload and everything like that and um i just thought it was like 
a lot of interesting kind of uh, interaction with that particular weapon type. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other stuff I found very kind of just Halo gun yeah, know, okay. or not Halo gun. Um, so yeah, you mentioned earlier the equipment is a new thing. Yeah, um, I I really liked all of them. Yeah. I had a little bit of a problem that you didn't have. I had a little bit of a problem with the control scheme in this game. Yeah. Like I thought switching gear was a- too slow. Yeah. And switching grenades is it too slow. It could have been slow. better. I, I just feel like there should have been a radial menu, yeah, like yeah. hold hold bumper, pick thing. You pretty much have to hit two D-pad buttons at a time now. What, what, I, I don't love ever having to take my fingers off thumbsticks to do something, yeah, especially yeah. like I have to stop moving to hit a, to hit a D-pad, not yeah, my favorite. Yeah. I agree. Um, so you have the grappling hook, um, the thruster, which I didn't use a ton. Me either. Um, I, yeah, well, the upgrade of the thruster is pretty cool where you get cloaked. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, the drop wall is a shield. Yep. Um, I like, like the effects on that. It's very helpful. Um, and the uh, threat sensor, which is like, it's a kind of a, a ping which shows like hidden enemies or... What's really cool is like, I didn't use the threat sensor a lot but they actually have a cool boss battle with it yeah. that I like. One of where, the first ones. One of the first, where they you, they kind of do this thing where you get you get gear, you have to use gear on boss. Yep. So they do this thing where the boss is cloaked and to find him, you have if you throw the um, the sensor out, he'll ping and yep. appear on your radar. It's, it's Pretty a, cool. Very early and he's, so he's cloaked and um, you know, that's the way you have to find him. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you, I, I, I don't know if you messed around with this at all, but there's a piece of equipment in the multiplayer that's not in the campaign. Oh, okay. Um, it's called the Repulsor. Oh. And I think it would have been a lot of fun in the campaign because it's pretty much like a wrist device where you can, like if somebody throws a plasma grenade at you, you can bounce it back. Oh, and that's you, cool. And you can do the same thing with like rockets or if someone's going <laughs> to hit you with the hammer and it's just kind of like... push it back. I wish they put it in the campaign because how many times did I die to grunts throwing uh, sticky nades at me? Yeah, I know. Unbelievable, and, dude. Um, you can like knock people off the edge with it and stuff. Yeah. A lot of potential there. I was Would surprised it wasn't in there. Um, but you get all these equipments out off of uh, dead Spartans. Yep. And so a couple of them, I, so basically at one point you, you kill that boss, uh, with the, that you beat with the threat sensor mm-hmm. and you go down and you, uh, rescue the Spartan that he was torturing. And essentially, uh, he dies like in, like in the reflection of your visor. I thought it was very tasteful. Mm-hmm. And then once he dies, He's um he's on the floor kind of in the shadow and if you go around the corner and come back he's gone and I wasn't sure if that was like intentional or not because oh. it's kind of like um like the whole thing is that the Spartans never die so it's like like you know they they're just marked as MIA okay. and it's like so is that kind of a nod to that or is it just the game being buggy I don't uh, know Oh that's hard to say because it's uh there's a, a part later on where I had the same kind of reaction mm-hmm. um so, oh, uh, didn't mention the grunts have um, the mules now. Yeah, it's a really cool enemy type. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have get, you kind of have like uh, reinventing these enemies and having them do interesting stuff that you maybe not, don't expect. Yeah, where like these mule grunts have weapons on them. Yeah, and, like, you can like if you're out, you can chase them down and like take whatever they have. Yeah, like, they the have like power weapons and, and stuff. It's cool. Very kind of uh, there was a. I liked the the tone of this game. Mm-hmm. I think reasonably well, mm-hmm. where it's like it's it's a little less serious than past Halos, but there's something. It's kind of like an old adventure game, but in a tasteful way, like like early two thousands kind of you yeah. know uh, Rayman or Crash Bandicoot or something almost, mm-hmm. where it's like 
it's they're having some fun with it mm-hmm. and that kind of enemy type is very kind of yeah oh, this it makes no sense you know mm-hmm. like this little guy has guns on his back yeah um the jackals they have the you know the guys with the shields that you can, if you've played these games enough you know like to shoot them in their hand right and this one they spin them around mm-hmm. so you you know you have a little to variation look, look for a different spot and it's a it doesn't feel it feels like a realistic thing they would do um the hunters were really uh really intimidating and that first boss fight was like insane yes um what did you wind up using on them oh the hunters yeah because i know you were struggling with that like that's it yeah what i ended up doing is just like i know you have to shoot the armor off them but i feel like i was pounding hunters with bullets and what i ended up doing was um using explosive like using grenades and then trying to get a one-shot skewer on in the face okay to get rid of them i wasn't sure because i know they're like they have like the full armor so yeah. i didn't know if the skewer was gonna work on the front it so does. i never tried it in the head um yeah those guys are really tough i i think they make like jurassic park noises now. <laughs> yeah you notice that um the uh, I, I like what i like about this is also that the I, I think they got the brutes right for the mm-hmm. first time where they are kind of the foot soldiers of this faction like the main they kind of take the place of the elites almost. And the yep. elites are more like specialists. I like the way they handled that. I thought they were like fun to fight. Um, whereas in the past, they really kind of haven't been. There's like the, the guys who run really fast at you. Those yeah, are yeah, pretty, yeah. It's the, more you like, hear them breathing. You're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I actually really liked? How the elites have guns and they pull the sword out. Where they have multiple weapons, yeah, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, um, and they all have interesting dialogue with each other because they're mm-hmm. kind of rivals. Um, there's like jetpack brutes and sniper brutes and all these different things. Um, so the the I guess Achilles' heel of the weapon palette is that Halo has always kind of had like the, you have your Covenant guys and then you have like the secret or you know the second faction mm-hmm. at least right and there's kind of not one mm-hmm. there's just at a certain point in the game uh you run into the skimmers oh sure and yeah. they're kind of i guess a replacement or you know a new like like uh kind of like the flying guys the drones from the previous games but they're a lot less annoying mm-hmm. um like fine yeah it's fine and it's just so weird because this game like it kind of just unfolds like we're unlocking, we're unlocking the secrets of the ring or, you know, kind of going through these pretty stock like set pieces. I, you notice I have, I don't have much to say about the story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of a lot of the, the, when you're not in the open world, you're in kind of these very similar looking levels. They're all like the interior of the forerunner structures and stuff. I just got bored of looking at it after yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. There's some interesting stuff here and there. Like there's some Halo 2. There's like a Halo 2 uh, room that they sure. recreate because it makes sense. It's another Halo, whatever. It's a little of that uh, gold and silver kind of architecture, which is a little more interesting to look at. There's some like whenever there's a window in there because like the lighting in this game is very hit or miss. Okay. Um, uh, you actually, I shouldn't say, okay, yes, I acknowledge one moment in particular where it's really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, there's per- certain parts where... Um, it's coming through the windows and stuff looks great when it, I like when it goes behind the ring Mm -hmm. that I think that's when it looks like the, like kind of like a, um, it's sort of like a noon eclipse, I Mm -hmm. guess. And the way it like shines through and everything, it just looks awesome. Um, the nighttime looks kind of cool too, but let's hear about your experience. This is really funny. So they do a day night cycle in this game. 
but for some reason when it when the day night cycle switches and loads it looks terrible yeah. like i happen to be like on a like i was high up in some elevation yeah and i looked down at the grass and i just saw like black paint being stripped like oh off the grass God. and i'm like what is that what's going on oh it's daytime it looks terrible so that's uh <laughs> yeah it looks bad that's how that goes you know so there's a day and night cycle. They got that in the can. They didn't mm -hmm. get weather. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should really reiterate that this whole game is like kind of like the forest from Halo One. Yeah, you know, like, I, like we weren't kidding when when I said it, it's grass, it's grass fields and metal obelisks. That is the whole game. Yeah. And yeah. that could have been different because there's one area, you know, where you get shot down that's mm -hmm. kind of a swamp, but not real. But not real. Yeah, they you know, kind of like the thing about it is It doesn't do anything. I have um I I think I mentioned this on our previous episode about Metal Gear Solid Five, where you have these kind of open world experiences where I don't feel like they consider the limitations of this. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, if they had like weather, like a functioning weather, like Metal Gear had that. Mm -hmm. But if they had that, that's a little bit more visual variety. Maybe there's like some, you know, if they can't see as well in the rain, maybe you can sneak up on them, something mm -hmm. like that. Wipe your visor, anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's uh, it there's you know there's no snow, there's no yeah. what anything, and it's it's just kind of like certain set pieces or moments in this game just look they definitely look better at certain times of day. Yeah. And I just, I don't think they did enough with the day night cycle to warrant its existence. Mm -hmm. I feel like it should have just been, I, th I feel Scripted. like a lot of these open world things should have been either heightened or. Yeah. Or like back. I just said, scripted. Yeah. If this looks better at night, force the event to be at night. Right. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Time lapse, sure. time skips. Um, yeah, I mean, like, not a lot goes on in the story. You're just kind of picking off these bosses, like mm -hmm. unlocking secrets. Um, any story highlights? Like, you know, let's let's get middle into end here. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Okay, so story highlights. I mean, to me, it's really the end. It's the beginning of the end. The middle is a lot of generic nothing. Yeah. I think to me where the story highlights come out are when Chief is at odds with Weapon yep. at the end of the game. They had some conversation where like Weapon is like, you were going to delete me. Like, yeah, what are well, you doing? Uh, so yeah. I should mention that it is really funny when that happens. Um, you're kind of trying to figure out what happened with Cortana and then it's going on with the Banished and stuff. And at a certain point, because she's a copy of Cortana, they have like a protocol like in case she goes bad like Cortana did. Yep. Like if there are any warning signs, Chief has a program that says red flag and that's how he brings it up. And it's so I'm like, okay, I get what this game is doing. Mm -hmm. This game is like about a bad breakup and yep. it's about parallels like what, to Cortana. What, what you look for, like, yep. you know, if you're worried about, you know, and learning how to trust somebody again mm -hmm. after you've had a, you know, uh, like a situation like that and i thought it was really interesting an interesting way to portray it um so he's 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 doing these red flags whenever she says something worrisome yep and um at a certain point he tries to delete her uh code name samuel nice little book reference for you there boom um uh, a really effective moment because it's kind of like oh yeah he did kind of go too far there yeah you know, he's very kind of cold and heartless about it mm -hmm. and there's nothing but she can do no, and so somehow uh, she they get out of it, and she's she. It's a kind of a. I like that she's like snappy with you for a while afterwards. Yeah, you were gonna delete me, so like fuck you. She yeah. doesn't say fuck you, but yeah. like um, 
I accidentally walked. I thought it was like a gravity lift, but it was like a heat beam that damages you. She's like, yeah, you're going to die if you walk into that. So yeah, be that, careful. I did that you too. know, like instead of the helpful kind of Cortana yeah. voice in your ear and stuff. And, um, no, it's, it's a very bare bone. There's not many characters. Um, it's, it's mostly just like the three of you against the enemy. I mean, I really, I think the, the end in the middle end is really what's, what there's to talk about. We're like the, the pilot getting kidnapped. The pilot getting kidnapped is decent. Although I don't like what you have to do. It's really annoying. There are some bosses in your way that are just bullet sponges. So, um, yeah. So you're talking about the, 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 the twin boss. Yeah, fight. it's like, like meh. That's kind of interesting. It's fine. One of them has a jetpack. One of them's on the chopper. I think, like, w- I mean, if you don't, if you want to talk about the training facility and like es- the if they find the penultimate Eshram level, that was interesting. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Where so basically, at this point of the game, I like the like the hammer chief. That guy was tough yeah. too. Um, the at this point, like as you're getting into the end of the game, that's kind of how they. <sighs> wait, wait. It'll be funnier if I talk about it later. Um, so you're getting into, we, we have to get the, the pilot back from Eshram, right? Mm-hmm. And you you get lured to this, uh, you know, kind of fortress. And the interior is all kind of um, like these mock-ups, like of like a training facility of, of them kind of um, mocking like human. Yeah. Fortresses, like yeah, practice yeah. You're almost in like a, a brute practice facility where yeah. they have these little training scenarios set up that are built like human structures and then you have to go through these waves of enemies in the training facility oh yeah it's pretty cool yeah i liked it um and it's also it's so i i would i wish there was just more of that in the game you know like like more like how do they live like what are they doing like you know it's all kind of suffers because it's it's temporary and it all looks temporary like Mm -hmm. i wish it had like all right, so let's say this fortress was like dropped by the brutes from orbit. Sure, like the land cracked and stuff, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. a little bit more effects and atmosphere and make it look good, make it look lived in, mm-hmm. you know? Um, we do find out there's a, there's a brute camp, at least one of them, where we find out they eat bananas. Okay. So so we got some, we got mon- something. Mo- some monkey lore. Monkey lore. Um. <laughs> do you want to talk about that? There was a really cool boss that there was a bug that happened uh, for you that yeah. made it even cooler, but it wasn't even on purpose. Yeah. Well, it... it when I realized it was a bug, I, I got upset. So, so there's like a really cool, like, uh, I think he's an elite. Yeah. He's called like the Spartan killer. Yeah. And you get some glimpses of him in the game where he's the one who captures the pilot. Distri- he, like He's like the villain's right hand man. Yeah. Um, and at a certain point, so basically where my head was at was, so this guy is always like going invisible. So I'm thinking, right, this guy is always invisible. And I, I, I start noticing when you use the threat sensor, there's a little sound effect mm-hmm. that sounds a lot like an elite, like dodging out of the way. It's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's, and so it is completely in my, it's not at all what was happening, but I could have sworn I heard an elite dodging out of the way of the ping. And I'm like, Oh, is this guy following you? Like just out of reach of the ping? Like the like, whole time. I'm like, so that would be really cool because it's not, you it, it's kind of taking what you learned from that early boss and testing a little bit more like, well, you can't, this guy's invisible and you can't use the thing on him. Mm-hmm. So that would have been even harder. Um, not what happened at all. 
Yep. <laughs> I think it was, um, so basically to supplant this idea, there was an elite that was bugged out a couple of floors down and he kept saying, I see you. Do you see me? I'm like, holy shit. So I'm thinking that's what's going on. Dude, you think like this Spartan killer has been stalking you the whole final level and it's kind of scary. Yeah. Like, I see you. Do you see me? And you're throwing the threat sensor and it's not doing anything. Yeah. But no, it's just a fucking bug. So if you want to... <laughs> If you want a good idea, that's 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 my uh, like. If you wanted to take this a little bit further than not, because it's a very stock boss fight. Otherwise, yeah, it's it is very standard. Um, and then you get up to to fighting Esherim. Fine, and it's fine. It's very bullet spongy. There are a bunch of phases. It's- I don't I don't get why. They introduced that he's sick and do nothing with it, like you said. Like I like- thought, I thought we were gonna get an ironic boss fight where he's ill and he actually sucks. Like he's not a big tough guy at all. And you just waste him. Yeah. That'd be interesting where it's just like, Oh, maybe like he goes to kick your ass and coughs and like hits the floor and then you just light him up. But you don't get that. It's very standard. Even like, like, okay. Um, you know, you get his health bar down and then he like gets a second health bar. And then like, you think he's going to have a whole nother phase and he just starts coughing. I mean, but you don't get it's like, that's the big problem with this game where they, you occasionally get a little glimpse of some inspiration. Yeah, yeah. You need more clever ideas. Like, dude, that bug where that guy, the, the elite was stalking you the whole time, but it was just a bug. That would have been awesome. Yeah. What if they did something with Eshram not being this elite sort of unit? Right. They don't. I don't know. So at this point in the game, I really... Okay, so I looked up the cutscene, right? Mm-hmm. Where you rescue the pilot. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like it's doing like like because you tried and failed to rescue that Spartan earlier. I like there was a lot of failure in the front half, so you could pay it off later. Uh, you kind of save the pilot in his place, you know, like like well, I didn't save him, but I'll I'll save you. And he's like he doesn't really have much of a reaction, and he says, "Hey guys, anybody seen a pelican?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Wait. And then it like cuts to black, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Yep. And so that's how that level ends, and then. The next board is the last level, and it like you just show up there, dude. I can't believe it. I think a weapon literally says to you, "I'm gonna get you as close as I can," and then they just put you in the last level. I know, and they're very clearly trying to tie in with the end of Halo One. Um, yeah, they use the same music as when you're going back to the Pillar of Autumn. Yep, and it's like there's no you you there's no like big opening vista or anything. You're no. just on the front steps. And it's just like, all right, I guess okay. it's over. I guess it's so the last level. I just wanted to tell you that like, I didn't even mention it because it's such a footnote of a character, but the final boss of this game is in it for like, what, under three minutes? Yeah, dude, it's unbelievable. This character appears very early on as a a race that the forerunners, I guess, subjugated. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you fully understand this character? No. Um, kind of, I guess like another stab at like a didact kind of character where they've been buried all this time coming back for revenge. Um, they're immune to the halo rings. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so they were kind of uh, like imprisoned or whatever by the forerunners cause they couldn't kill them with the rings. Um, this, I, I wasn't, so I just want to like, I can't keep track of all these fucking different factions anymore. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many balls in the air right now. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, you have this Cortana stuff going on. You have the banished, you have this new thing. You Atriox have, wasn't here anymore. You and- have plot threads from the last couple games that haven't been tied up yet. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously I know they're going to like keep doing expansions, but 
this character is in a, in a cutscene, maybe in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. You're not really sure of like how strong she is or anything. She's just like an alien. Like looks, I to admittedly looks more at home in Halo than like the didact did. Like sure. it looks looks more like an elite. I think or like the weirdest part about this is like you you meet this character. You don't. Even, I shouldn't say meet. She talks for a few minutes and she's the final boss. And then she she only shows up later as the final. You get some like audio logs here mm-hmm. and there, but she shows up later as the final. And it's just like. Dude, it's really weird. You really should have just saved this. You yeah. Know, because she dies there and it's like that. Well, there goes that storyline, you know, mm-hmm. like what? And I think that is she like the, the race that the skimmers belong to? I think so. I'm not sure. Um, but it was just kind of a very like, I don't know what she was doing. I don't I don't know why I was trying to start. That's the thing is that the character work in this game for the protagonist is great. The villains, it's not good. And the the main story is just lacking in. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can be trusted to. I don't know if I said this last time, but I don't think I can be trusted to set my own pace in an open world game. Mm-hmm. I think it's just nothing I, feels very pressing because I just want nothing feels pressing. I want to be a completionist and I want to mm-hmm. like you know track all this stuff down. And then you realize you've gone hours without a major plot point, and it kind mm-hmm. of breaks up the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so you defeat her, and then it's just kind of like, well, let's let's go the other part of the ring and that's the end of the that's game that's the end of the game and yeah i'm like dude what like and yeah. it's kind of i kind of saw this coming because i knew they were gonna have it as like a semi games as a service thing mm-hmm. but i was just like oh my because i was really into it when you know they're having those trust issues and um she's like you know do you trust me and he says no but i want to and yeah I'm you're like, talking about weapon and master chief yeah and i'm like well, that's that's impactful mm-hmm. like you know that's 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 good stuff and they really that's kind of like the two-thirds mark of the game and then it just kind of plummets yeah for sure um so i don't know like like i i talked earlier about what like whether this is make or break and it's just like right in the middle it's i know isn't this like an awful (laughs) feeling what's the quote you said it was really funny when you and i were in a a messenger chat you said something like can you imagine being me and being dedicated to this imagine how embarrassing it is being me and like like you you keep getting these kind of half-baked like they're kind of good but they're kind of not and you're just just not getting like getting that itch scratched yeah no yeah for uh, sure okay so i like it better than five oh for sure oh yeah um a lot more um just kind of relatable in terms of the character and and interesting um for you know how poorly it paid off whatever but i found it a lot more palatable overall yeah i i think this game is fun to play when you're fighting stuff right the it's very generic open worldy it's the environments are very generic there's really nothing to see um but it is fun on the second to second it does rip when you're actually shooting stuff there's cool character development with the protagonist or i'd say with the antagonist not really yeah and but then it just kind of ends and i don't know if this is the point where you want to talk about what we would do that's exactly what i want to do i mean can i break the the ice here go ahead what i thought what i wanted i, I want to give our fans a little insight here we almost pulled a meme on you guys yeah. we were going to start the episode with this as if halo had everything we wanted yeah but we chose not to um what i thought we were going to get is like Almost, almost like Metal Gear Solid Five, or like there are many games have done this. Yeah, where you are in the Pelican, right. you go to Snow Area, 
you go to desert area, you go to jungle area. Yeah. I thought maybe you bare get, minimum. Like I just you can thought, do anything, dude. This I just Halo. thought maybe you would go to s- smaller open world areas, almost like smaller playgrounds. Oh, I would have preferred that. But like, and I also had this idea: what if you get a certain power up in the different areas? Ooh, you can play right? it, and then you pl- can play it again in different order. Yeah. What if you could do them in a different order? Yeah. But like. That's so much. That is so much more interesting to me than what we got. Yeah, even I though it's not it, bad. I think it was they planned to have several big areas and they just cut it down to one. Mm-hmm. And I just would have preferred like because they they take a lot of inspiration from like the silent cartographer, you know, like yeah. the island level in the first Halo. They took a lot of inspiration uh, from that for this game, and I wish they had taken even more by making them all levels like that size. Yeah, I think that was the move here to have like, you know. It didn't have to be a ton, but maybe you have like, how many do you think? Like seven? I mean, well, what I'm thinking is too, it it all kind of links together. If you have, let's just say, let's just pull it out there. Let's put it out there. Let's say you have a snow area. Yeah. You can get a piece of get a piece of gear there. It has its own boss. It it's almost like I hate bringing up Resident Evil Village because it was tasteless trash. Yeah. Uh, but kind of like that, there are four bosses you have to beat. Go to the go to each area. Do something. Yeah, yeah. Or something. Or like, I was going to say Zelda too, but that also kind of like those games, you pretty much have to do them in a certain order. Yeah, but you're I right would, though. Like, go to change. Water Temple or go to Fire Temple, like something. Yeah, yeah, Give yeah. me something. I think I think that was the move for this game. Um, just some more variety in general. I mean, we all know how troubled the development was. Maybe yeah. that was the plan at one point, but I think... That was definitely just in terms of this, you have this massive open world that all looks the same. It's just yeah. not a not an enjoyable uh, thing to look at. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of like a lot of odd sights with the unfinished Halo where it's just kind of it, 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 it's I know it's supposed to look unfinished, but the game looks unfinished. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's full of holes. Yeah. Maybe there's a parallel so is the here. game. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do you have any other because I have a couple ideas. Yeah, why don't you hit me with some ideas? So why don't we, you know, I want to get into this here where you, in the post credits, they show uh, Atriox being alive. (laughs) So like, fuck you. Yeah. Okay. So how about we solidify him as like your main antagonist for for right now, right? Um, And honestly, in terms of, I don't necessarily need another Master Chief story yet. Like Mm -hmm. let's do... Like the Arbiter's not in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we have like an interesting kind of thing where we're seeing how? Because I missed like the purple kind of covenant, like yeah. the iconic stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know they were in the previous like four and five, but they were kind of washed out. Like, mm-hmm. I want to get back into those those Halo-y. I think that's an important part of the visual sandbox mm-hmm. there. Um, you could do some ODST stuff. You know, yep. some special forces. Like, how about you know? Um, they can use the grappling hook too. Maybe they're doing it like up and down buildings. Oh, and God stuff. forbid. What if the covenant was in one area and the, and the ODSTs were in another, you know what I mean? You yeah. kind of breaking it up like that. Yeah. 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 Um, just kind of, and, and those are just kind of retreading ideas. Yeah, you know, exactly. There's, there's a lot of, I was just going to like, before we sign off here, I just want to bring up like all the, like characters who we didn't check in on <laughs> okay. and, and, and balls that are in the air right now. Um, okay, so I did like that there's a Captain Keys flashback at one point. Mm-hmm. That was cute. But uh, uh, Lord Hood is mentioned. Ron Perlman's character. Haven't mm-hmm. seen him in a while. 
Um, Dr. Halsey, don't know where she, the, every, all the characters are, are together at the end of Halo 5. Mm-hmm. And they, like, they're just scattered here. You, yep. you pick up a lot of audio logs mm-hmm. where MGS5 bullshit. Uh, Blue Team, the guys from the previous game, uh, Fire Team Osiris, all those like Locke and all those people. Uh, Dude, you're just like opening up my brain to like if they did separate areas in this game, you could even put some of them there. Yeah, yeah. It's so I, easy. I was thinking that maybe some of the dead Spartans would be some of those characters. That would be pretty. And they didn't impactful. do that either. You just saw people you didn't know. Um, I don't know because I, I I'm one of those people who's like the games are the games, and I think that like the didact is probably still out there, you know, mm-hmm. like because I don't care if he died in a comic book or some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like he's still kind of at large. Uh, the guy Lasky, the Prometheans. We don't, I kind what, of forgot about the Bionicles. Uh, why, you know, uh, are they just done now? Like I don't the know. Warden and all that? Are they like, because essentially what wound up happening was that the, the Cortana replacement uh, was created to just destroy the original Cortana mm-hmm. and succeeded, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some kind of back and forth with, um, you know, can Master Chief accept her as a replacement and yeah. stuff? And um, a Cortana like blew up the brute homeworld, and that's mm-hmm. why Atriox hates her. And so it was kind of like this, this it's all this stuff that happened off screen. And mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily against a time jump at the beginning of this, sure. but I maybe would have liked to have seen more of it play out because mm-hmm. they, I didn't want them to completely ignore Halo five, but we did need to get out of that plot. Yeah. Line. Uh-huh. I understand. So it's kind of in a weird spot, but I mean, and we both are in agreement that we liked it more than Halo five. So yeah. it did something right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And more than anything, the flood, like oh, I forgot about them. We haven't we haven't seen them since 2007. Oh wait, I, what if there was a flood area? I see how my see my brain going. Like there, there's like a outbreak. We're, we're just gonna do a best of Halo in all these seven areas. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, th- that would be it's the called thing Halo to, Infinite, isn't it? You fuckers. That's right? the thing is that it really needed to blow the doors off with this one, and it just didn't. That's what makes me feel weird. Like like you need you need a home run here. Yeah. Um. And it like that would be a really cool idea where you have like a flood outbreak. You know, go in there, flamethrowers or something, and and you know the, but, you got to call me like I, like three four three. You got to call us up. Call goddamn GameCube. I, I have literally like endless ideas for what you can do with this. <laughs> like like the, the the at the end of Halo three, the grave mine is like kind of like I'll be back. Yeah. Like like so the idea that I I think is interesting about him is like the, he speaks in like poetry yeah and he's sort of like the central consciousness for the flood mm-hmm. so as long as there's like one flood out there he can still exist yeah so i'm like make him kind of behind all of it like you know what i mean like he's the most interesting they, out of any of this they could shit. have done anything i don't care about the the lady who showed up for two seconds and Ugh, died i, I care about the grave one <laughs> i don't know if this is halo infinite put a bow on it right get all get everyone back Put them in each area. area, like all the all the old favorites, and, oh and they really do it. But I don't know, man, because basically I am very kind of checked out with the story direction yeah. here, mm-hmm. and I think what you need to do more than anything is like Halo has a lot of interesting concepts and stuff, but you need to introduce it to the audience in a way that doesn't require like reading all the books. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I, I read a couple of the books way back when. I mm-hmm. mentioned one earlier. But I, I can't follow that shit anymore, man. Like it's so yeah, much, the that's so much homework. Yeah. It's like I just 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 present these characters and ideas to the audience in a way where it's simple, effective, memorable. Mm-hmm. Just just 
fucking get a hold of this thing, man. I, you I know, know what I mean? <laughs> and like, this is so, it's such a weird game, Halo Infinite. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't do that, but it also didn't offend me. Yeah, like, I mean, because I know, I mean, I know you're not, I don't know if I'm, I don't know. Like, I'll probably play at least one of the expansions. You I'm probably, probably won't. not. Yeah, I probably <laughs> so it's won't. Like, I don't know, man, because I, I, I feel like they really need to get the game in a serviceable order first before they work on any new stuff. You well, know what I mean? I mean, I've checked out. I'm already done. So. I, yeah, I know. But I mean, like, that's step one. And how yeah. far away are they from even that? I have no idea. Know? And by the time they actually produce something new, I'll probably be even further down the road. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. I'm very, I'm very checked out. This game is fine. Um, I would recommend <laughs> it if you have Game Pass because that's how I played it. Would you mind if I brought up one final point? Of course. Because you just that was very related to what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm a little worried that my review of this game is good, quote unquote, because it didn't cost me $70. Sure. I played this game for $10 because it's free on Game Pass. Right. I, I paid for a $10 subscription and I played the campaign. Would I have hated on this game if it cost me money? Maybe. I, I Maybe. forgot that it's $70. Because there's new gen games are seven. It could be 60. I don't want to like give wrong information. On Steam, it was 60. I got a refund because I realized I could play it on Game Pass. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's so many developers that deserve that money more. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's one of these things, man, where I think I have a bad taste in my mouth because did I only think it's fine because it didn't cost me money? Maybe. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I yeah I I don't I don't know if this game is worth sixty dollars like the, so we're no. talking about the multiplayer is free you are literally paying sixty dollars for only the campaign was it worth sixty dollars no I don't think so um do you want to do grades bef- I mean because we're we're gonna push pretty long here yep. if you're ready for I'm, grades I'm why ready don't you to go grade. for it do it um I would give this a seven out of ten mm-hmm. same as Metal Gear Solid Five even though it is a lot lesser of an experience than mm-hmm. that game um they they just kind of meet the same kind of they're both open world games they're kind of both have the same success open and world failures. problems open world problems they're both sevens to me this is a seven i don't know i i think this game there's a funny quote that i said to nick i don't know if i told you this i said i said to nick i think it was actually on christmas day yeah i said nick when it, my brother nick what it come when it comes to halo i feel like um Beppy is consistently disappointed and I'm consistently not impressed. Like <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put a bow on this. I think for me, I think this game is a C. Mm-hmm. And if you if you Okay, this game is a C in the moments where it pissed me off, it's a C minus. And then the moments where it rips, it's a C plus. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a C. I agree. Um so if you have Game Pass, I go give it a shot. It. If you're you a like Halo, if, go for it. And if you, yeah, it's better than five. It's better than five. It just, this feels weird signing off saying meh, but it's kind of meh. Sometimes you gotta, man. Sometimes you gotta. Um, anyway, uh, that's going to do it for, um, Halo Infinite on goddamn GameCube. Thank you guys for tuning in. Once again, we were very thorough on this one as well. Um, thank you guys. And we will catch you next time.